Welcome to the Axiom Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Larrigan, and today I'm joined by two of my favorite colleagues, Tommy and Lucas. How are you guys doing? Yeah, doing well. Glad to be here and excited to dive in. Fantastic. I'm so glad to see you on this side of the week because a couple of days ago, you and I were standing across from each other, slapping each other with tortillas. And I can <laughs> honestly say I prefer this view. <laughs> It was so much fun, though. It was good team building. Yeah, yeah. Next time, it's going to be Tommy's turn. That's right. Honestly, I'm down. <laughs> I'm really excited. For those who don't know the context, I'm sorry y'all are so confused right now. That's okay. It's it's fine. We don't have to explain ourselves. Just know <laughs> that we really enjoy hanging with our team members. That's right. We even hang out on Saturdays. Can you believe that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Today, we are going to discuss the idea of business as a ministry. Something that we repeat often is our mission statement. Our mission at Axiom is to walk alongside small to medium-sized companies as they learn the art and science of growth through strategic planning, execution, and coaching so they can be what God has called business to be in the world. This means that our spiritual beliefs intersect with our understanding of business, leadership, finances, and much more. Everything we touch is affected by what we believe, and by being honest and open about it, we hope to engage others and share with them why we do what we do. We sincerely believe that business, when done right, can change the world in incredible ways, more than any church, government institution, nonprofit, or social services organization. Business has a reach and an influence that is unparalleled. The growth of your business should be about more than growing your profits. It should be about the growth of your mission. And a worthy mission is something we should all pursue. Whew, that was a lot. So when it comes to business as a ministry, I want to unpack this a little bit. To minister means to attend to the needs of somebody. What do you guys think of when you hear doing business as a ministry? Yeah, so I'll go first. First, I want to point out that as a believer, business as a ministry or ministry in the marketplace, it is a command, right? We are all called and commanded to conduct ourselves uh, in our business and in everything that we do in a manner that is worthy of Christ, that is worthy of the kingdom. It's not uh, really an option, if I can word it like that, to, to separate it. And so this isn't just something that is applicable to uh, some believers or maybe those who think they may or may not be called to this, but we all have that command. So I think that's the first uh, important thing to say. A few other um, questions or thoughts come to mind when I think of business as a ministry. And it's really important to ask ourselves, uh, are we as leaders, first and foremost, are we following and representing Christ ourselves? And look, I know that's a loaded question, um, probably 10 other podcasts we can do just on that. But for the sake of this, the question is simply saying or asking, are we focusing on exemplifying Christ ourselves first and foremost before we do anything else? That has to be that, that initial foundation, especially as, as business owners and business leaders. Uh, from there, we have to ask, uh, again, as leaders and owners, are we aligning our beliefs our spiritual beliefs with our company uh, and with those that we work with? Does the way that we do business ethically, legally, spiritually speaking, align with the word of God? And Shannon, you already stated how we view this uh, at Axiom. It's that our, our spiritual beliefs intersect with our understanding of business, leadership, finances. 
and much more. And that everything we touch is uh, affected and impacted by what we believe. So word it uh, however you see best fit for you know for you and your business. But that thought, or it has to be more than just a thought. It has to be a reality of our beliefs intersecting with our business. Um, continuing down, are we as leaders serving our team members, our fellow employees, our clients, customers, vendors in a way that is self-serving or Christ-honoring? Are we approaching challenges, questions, and decisions with uh, with wisdom and prayer? And that is not just a figure of speech that is truly seeking wise counsel from fellow believers, uh, that's actually praying uh, over specific decisions, specific crossroads in our business, seeking that guidance each and every day. Uh, are we as leaders working hard, working diligently, using the time and, and talents and treasures that the Lord has given us? Um, and then last, I'd say most importantly, are we looking daily for opportunities to take business as a ministry literally? And look, I know there's a lot to this. Uh, but we should be looking, openly looking and praying for opportunities to actually share Christ with those that we work with, those that we come in contact with when appropriate. Uh, ultimately, all of us, no matter what we do, we come in contact with non-believers, likely on a daily basis. And so business as a ministry should be an encouraging calling, uh, an encouraging opportunity as we get to follow the Great Commission following the Lord's guidance as he shows us ways to, um, you know, to truly minister to those that we come in contact with through our business. So I know that's a lot that's all encompassing, but I think those are some key, uh, some key vital questions that, that you can ask yourself, um, you know, when it comes to whether or not I'm approaching my business uh, as a ministry. And that is the end of our episode for this week's podcast. <laughs> Now, Tommy, you covered it really well. And I just want to piggyback off of what you had shared about um, business having a responsibility. And oftentimes business owners will look at that responsibility inwardly as to how do we make more money? How do we become more profitable? How do we make sure our employees are satisfied and enjoying the work that they're doing? And looking at business as a ministry kind of shifts that viewpoint outward because now it addresses the needs, yes, within the company, but also outwardly towards your clients, your customers, your consumers, and really the people that you are in business for. Because really, at the end of the day, if you're looking at a business and there's profits there, that's really just the result of something that they have started working with clients, working with customers, and the profits is the result of that. And so looking at business as a ministry enables the business owner and the leadership team to look outwardly and to consider what are the needs that we are in business for. And what are the ways that we are here to serve our client base, our customer base? Yeah, I love that. I love thinking about how are we serving? I think that is a big, I don't want to say we're missing it, but I think sometimes we miss the mark of yeah. serving. Yeah. And um, I think it is just truly something that we need to sit and we need to ponder how am I serving this person, whether it is somebody that I want to serve or somebody that I don't want to serve necessarily. <laughs> um, but I think in business, it's all too often that we become self-serving. Yeah. yeah. So I think sometimes when people hear business as a ministry, 
They think about charities, doing good, etc. But a point that Joey talks about in his book, Grow With Purpose, one of the last chapters, he talks about business as a ministry. And he says, when we talk about using business to do good, most people assume that we mean using profits to support worthy causes. That misses the mark entirely. Being charitable is the minimum requirement for any business. He goes on to say that while charity may soothe the conscience of the business owner, it will not change the world. Rather, it delegates the task of difference making to somebody else. Charity says, I will provide the resources while you go figure out the need and how to meet it. I believe our highest calling is to be business owner ministers, not financiers. And ministry and business says something quite different. It says, I will make it my life's work to meet the needs of others, and I will do it in a way that I never run out of resources, and I will work to meet more needs and expand my ministry over time. Tommy, what are some thoughts that come to mind about the difference between charity and ministry in a business context? Yeah, great question, Shannon. And you make some great points. Um, First, there are those called to ministry in the form of charitable work. Uh, Then there are those called to ministry in the marketplace or business as a ministry. Uh, Right now, back to the point I made earlier, though, we are all called to ministry one way or another. However, what's different about business as a ministry or marketplace ministry is that it is much more than just being charitable with our finances. Uh, It's continually and intentionally removing ourselves and in place, putting the kingdom of God first. And why do I say continually and intentionally? Simply put, because we're all sinners, right? As leaders and business owners, this has to be an intention that we are actively seeking each and every day. And so what does this look like? Well, it looks like putting uh, his kingdom ahead ahead of our finances. It looks like leading our teams through the life and example of Christ. Uh, It looks like making decisions through prayer, sharing uh, the gospel when the Lord provides those opportunities. It's, again, not to be redundant, but it's the things I mentioned a few minutes ago. Uh, I do want to say, though, that being charitable with your finances is a good thing. However, it can't be the only thing if you're striving to conduct your business as a ministry. I mean, take easy example, take Chick-fil-A. They are very charitable with their finances. We all know that. That's really no secret. Uh, But they also love their employees well. They treat them well. Uh, They treat their their customers well. I mean, we all know how loved we feel and how served we feel and really just how good we feel when we're at Chick-fil-A. And no, I do not mean just because their food is so good, although that is definitely an added bonus. <laughs> but I think that is a wonderful example of what it looks like to say, all right, we are going to be charitable with our finances, but it's so much more than that. Uh, and and it, it looks like more than just finances when you're really wrapping your mind around what it means to be um, a, a ministry in your business. Yeah, such good points. I think that all too often, like I said before, like, reading through what Joey had to say about that, it really hit home because I think I've been in so many different businesses where they say, oh, well, we give here and we're generous here and we do this. And it it comes across as they think that they're being this way. But 
ultimately, if you hear what they're saying, it's very self-focused. Um, whereas business as a ministry truly is others focused. Another point that we come across are the business owners who hear the word ministry and immediately cover their ears and pretend to not hear. Ministry is a loaded term bound up in all kinds of religious presuppositions. Again, in Joey's book, he talks about this and how ministry in business is more tangible than most people will admit. To see this, you only have to look at some of the most recognizable brands in business today. Tommy talked about one of them, Chick-fil-A. Um, and I'd love Lucas for you to walk us through a couple of these businesses and talk to us about why business and ministry can coexist without the religious presuppositions. Yeah, that's a great point. And even the way you phrase that question, there's a lot of helpful context there. You know, both of you mentioned Joey's book, Grow with Purpose, and also have mentioned Chick-fil-A. And that's a prime example. Chick-fil-A has done a tremendous job of meeting a need of feeling a sense of appreciation. Anytime I go to Chick-fil-A, their employees are coached to respond with my pleasure whenever there is something that they have done well. And for us as a consumer, we look at that and, and we feel valued. There is a transaction, an emotional transaction that happens between I have presented my need to Chick-fil-A. It might just be a quick lunch bite, but yet my need has been fulfilled and Chick-fil-A has met that need. And so there's been an emotional transaction and it's going to draw me back to Chick-fil-A. I think of Blockbuster. Blockbuster no longer around. I would argue that most of us have not been to a blockbuster in the last five years. That's a blast from the past. It is I indeed. Think more like 15 years. 15 but, uh, yeah. Friday nights at Blockbuster. <laughs> oh man, good memories. Thankfully, when I first arrived in the States in 2013, I managed to still make it to a blockbuster before they <laughs> wow. closed their doors. It did, it did happen. But I think of Blockbuster because I look at a company like this one, and at some point they have missed that need of the consumer. The consumer's need moved on and Blockbuster remained in that same mindset of we're here to meet this particular need, but the consumer had moved on. And so for a business owner to be able to meet that need of existing in a, in a ministry context is to say, what is the need of the customer? And I would argue the most successful businesses in our industry, in this world even, are the ones that have properly identified a need of a customer and then have positioned themselves in a way where they are accurately addressing that need. So you mentioned Joey's book. He, he includes a couple examples such as Weight Watchers and Weight Watchers being able to minister to the really the need of self-esteem and having an understanding of consumers valuing their self-esteem and Weight Watchers providing a solution to that need. Home Depot, their slogan, you can do it, we can help. Again, giving the customer the understanding that we're here to help provide you a solution to your need, whether that be renovating your bathroom or redoing your kitchen or even smaller things like hanging a picture frame. If you go to Home Depot, you will find a solution to that need. And that's what Home Depot does. I've never gone to Home Depot to find a quick lunch bite. I'd go to Chick-fil-A. Those needs are different, but they have been able as a business to identify a need that they have zoomed in on and arguably perfected their service offering to that need. I really love how you put um, in the beginning when you when you started, when you talked about Blockbuster, you said that um, you kind of made that example of how 
they did not meet their customer anymore. They didn't meet their customer in their need. And I think that is something that we all can write down right now and ask ourselves, are we meeting our customer in their need? Mm-hmm. I think even us, even though we don't own Axiom, we take ownership for the success of Axiom. Mm-hmm. And we can even ask ourselves and we can go ask Cameron and Devin are we actually meeting our customers where they need? And I hope that the answer is yes. I believe that we are. But I think for our listeners today, they can sit down and they can ask that question to themselves. So thanks for that, Lucas. So if ministry is about meeting needs, we have to address what we here at Axiom believe to be the biggest need of all. Jesus said that the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. We believe that we have a need to have a relationship with our God and creator. If we ignore it, we miss the fullness that is waiting for us. We look for purpose in places we cannot find it and are left wanting something we cannot quite place our finger on. Our second greatest need is to love those we encounter. Those who serve, who love the most, are consistently the most happy, the most fulfilled, the most joyful. It is not the act itself, but it is the key to your ministry. Tommy, how does this relate to our listeners and how can they apply what they're hearing today? So I I have a question for business owners, something to consider. What will make you stand out from other business owners and actually grow a a mission-driven business that is a business with purpose and a business with meaning? Um, Well, the answer is actually really simple. It's the love of your neighbor. That's the difference. Uh, And by neighbor, that is your team. That's those you serve on a daily basis, your clients your customers. It's those you work with, your vendors, the list goes on. That's what it means by the word neighbor. And that's all it takes. Uh, And when you do that, you can really see some incredible, incredible differences in your business. Thank you so much for tuning into the Axiom podcast. We are so thankful for you. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you have a minute, leave us a review wherever you're listening. You can also follow us on Instagram at Axiom Strategic Consulting, connect with us on LinkedIn, and visit our website at www.axiomstrategic.com. Lastly, there is a leadership guide to go with this podcast. Please be sure to sign up for our email list and you'll get a link to download the guide immediately. 